Find your inner voice. I'm Boyana. I'm Hersha. And uh, today we will be talking about uh, our beautiful coach, Miss Harsha <laughs> Chana. Hey. So uh, we will talk about singing, performing, vocal coaching, and the life around it. Okay. And today we have our beautiful Harsha, who's going to be telling more about uh, her singing experience, who she is mm-hmm. as a singer, as a musician as a performer, as a coach, most importantly, and of course, about anything that, you know, um, you want to share with us today, please feel free, because this is a personalized podcast, and uh, we will be uh, talking a lot about stuff that, you know, maybe you don't really say to people or in public, you feel free to, you know, express whatever Okay. Whatever you want today. <laughs> and uh, yeah, maybe it's going to be a little challenging because we're very used to, you know, uh, caring about our students mm-hmm. here at the studio. Uh, but this time around, uh, we'll talk about Hasha a little bit more. Okay. So, uh, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm okay. Good. Okay. 2020 is started. It was, nice. you, yeah. For you, it was. Uh, it yes. was a very beautiful year. There was a, a countdown show from 2019 to 2020. So I spent my first few minutes on stage after the countdown. So I felt that was a first for me. It was a very good experience. Wow. That means that you're starting the year in that manner. With music, yes. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, who am I? I am basically um, a Hindi singer, Punjabi singer. I perform at weddings, at um, all kinds of events you know, corporate shows. Because, uh, you know, Indian weddings are very long. They've got a lot of functions. Okay. So there's a Sangeet, which is a musical night. There is, a, of course, there's a wedding ceremony. There's not much music involved there because it's more of the religious ceremony. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then we have the reception. And, of course, people have cocktail parties and a lot of other, uh, it's like a four or five-day event. So oh, there right. are different functions which we can come in and perform at and with my band. So, yeah, I sing, I perform. Of course, I'm also a vocal coach at the vocal studio, the very important part of my life because I spend more time in a vocal studio than I do at shows, right, at this stage of my life, at this moment. And it has been amazing. Like, I see all the singers coming in, all the students coming in day in, day out, and they are just so inspiring, so uh, refreshing to see because, you know, in the gigging scene, you're always looking at people who've been doing this for many years. They don't really reflect, I mean, not all, some of them, they don't really reflect on... Um, singing as a craft anymore. They're just going in and out of gigs um, without reflecting or growing or changing. You know, they're kind of set in their ways. And fairly so because they're good at something and they stick to that. But when students come in wanting to learn different things uh, and of all levels, beginner, intermediate, professional even, right? We have got professional students. Yeah. Um, it's always inspiring to see that people who really love music want to keep going. And I think in life, that is a lesson for everyone, no matter what field you are in. Never settle, never get comfortable. So I think for 2020, That's my, your goal. my goal is to not be comfortable. And I started Thank out 2020 you. feeling very comfortable. So, so that some growing can start happening, right? Yes. Okay. Okay, that's very good that uh, we, we have Hasha who's very inspired and uh, that's beautiful to see and uh, hope you guys get a little bit of those vibes as well. Yes. But I'm going to have to interrupt you and I'm going to like switch the direction of our talk a little bit today because you have to talk about yourself a little more today okay so um starting 
from that point in your life, which I guess was quite a few years ago, when you decided to be a singer, how and what? I mean, how did it happen? I guess it's a natural thing since you love music, etc. But was there a series of events that led you led you to the to 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 the point where you decided to be a singer, or was it mostly because um, you know? Can you just give us a little bit of this? you know, stories through your journey in music and from the very beginning, what was the turning point? You know, these kind of stories that we really look okay. forward, which are also which are very connected to Hasha as a singer. Yeah. So this is what I would like to hear now. Okay. So my mom actually studied music. She studied Sanskrit and then she also studied music. Like she okay. did a Bachelor of Arts in music. In colleges in India they used to teach that as a subject. So she majored in it. Uh, and she used to play the harmonium and the tabla. Oh, uh, wow. Yes. So, um, See, I didn't know that. That's beautiful. Yeah. Wow. And okay. honestly speaking, because I asked her you know, later in life to play for me, and she said she forgot the skills along the way, mm-hmm. and our harmonium was spoiled. So you know, she never practiced it and continued, right. but life okay. catching up. Um, but I guess okay. it was in my mom, and she said that she used to sing beautifully when she was younger. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and she still likes to sing, but she feels very shy. She doesn't really sing that much. Um, and so I guess... That's before I was born, <laughs> right? Because uh, I'm starting from the start. Uh, so when I was, I think, about five or six, so my parents shifted from India to Singapore. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. So uh, I, was born, I was born here in Singapore, oh, yeah. okay. but my parents came from India to let everyone know that my, I had two sisters. They were very young, and then they shifted to Singapore. And then after seven years of them being in Singapore, I was born. Okay. So... Back then, we had like one TV channel for Hindi things, like Hindi shows, Hindi movies, everything. And so I was just exposed to that. Mm-hmm. And my parents would have a CD. You know, in those days, my sisters burnt a CD for them with all these um, old Hindi songs. So um, every time my dad would be coming home from work, we would all be together in the vehicle, in the van, because he had a food business. So every day, we would just go to the, to the uh, food stall. And we would just hang out over there, uh, the whole family. And then at the end, we would all get into the big van, okay? It was like a box. So I will sit in front. Sometimes my mother would sit in front as well. Otherwise, we will put her behind <laughs> in the box. And um, Let's put Mara in the box. Yeah, we put, put, them, put them behind <laughs> with some cushions. Yeah, right. Um, okay. And then that burnt CD had all these like, black and white songs, old Hindi songs. Like, um, I can play it, play it for you later, but for those, if you, if you know, or if you want to look it up, uh, there was one called Pyar Hua Ikarag Hua. So it's Raj Kapoor, I think, yeah. Oh, You've okay. heard of Raj Kapoor, yes. right? Yes. yes. So, very popular song. Uh, and, uh, and it's a beautiful song. It's so catchy. And I would sit next to my father and I would see his expressions and him singing it. It's as if he was the hero. Aww. You know, so his expressions and he's driving and he's like singing with the whole expression and, you know, he's like, and you know, whether or not his voice was coming out as nice, <laughs> but his expressions were, yeah, he was yeah, like completely enjoying Aww. it, you know, it's like juice, the the, yeah. the, the, the love for music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I felt it and I sensed it and I saw that as being happiness, like pure bliss, right? right After right. a long day of work. Uh, no matter yeah. what happened, no matter who you met, no matter uh, what was said and done, um, no matter what went wrong, that journey home, and I saw that pure feeling of bliss and enjoyment, 
And I guess... So actually, you should... Does your father know about this? I think I've mentioned it uh, very briefly, but not to this extent. So I, w- I want him to watch this. This is Yeah, of course. Yeah. Uh, Harsha's dad, please watch this. Because your <laughs> daughter um, has taken a lot of, you know, what you were showing her at that point in time, right? Yeah. And then, uh, okay, that's a beautiful story. And the, the fact that your mom was also, you know, musically involved yeah. was a big thing. So you do have the basics. So you, it's not like you've fallen from a tree and that are right? Yeah. Yeah, but beautiful. These are like stories that I heard like, about my mother. It's about, she's told me that when I started showing interest in music, she told me that, you know, actually I studied music. So it was like a later connection. Okay. Yes. So what else is it that you um later in life how did you because you know this is from what i'm understanding this is the point where you where you started nurturing the love and you know that that appreciation whatever came to you in that moment those moments for music Mm -hmm. but then when you decided to pursue this as a career you know when you became serious about singing mm-hmm. uh, and later about coaching how did how did that happen that must have another momentum i'm sure that that yeah. has happened at some point as well. so there was always these different surges like waves right wave 1 and then wave 2 and then i went in <laughs> just <laughs> like that so uh the wave 1 was i think when i was 12 so similarly you know from since young like from 6 to 12 i've been listening enjoying watching a lot of bollywood films and uh, enjoying the music loving it and then when I was 12, I just casually asked my uh, father, I said, what do you think about this singing as a career mm-hmm. in films? And he told me very, because, you know, he treats us like adults, all my sisters and I. So he very practically told us that if you don't have friends or uh, connections in the industry, it is very tough for you to go in, get into the industry. And back then we used to have all these TV shows, singing competitions. Uh, even those, I heard that they are rigged, apparently. So you need to know someone, you need to have someone in the city. And we didn't have anyone. So he just he just told me that. He didn't know I was asking for myself. Because mm-hmm. I was also asking very casually. Mm-hmm. So when I was 12, I also, I just let go. Not because he said that, but I think just subconsciously as a child, you just think, oh, okay, it's not very feasible. It's not very mm-hmm. doable. Mm-hmm. So I continued to love music, but I just never gave it serious thought. Okay. And then later in life, when I was 16, when I was 18... I started to feel like uh, I used to belt in the shower so much. I sing and sing and sing in the shower Aww. so much. And then my parents would be like, uh, you know, they would be surprised. They'd be like, wow, uh, you know, you're singing very nice and loud. You know, the entire neighborhood can hear you outside. Because in HDBs, the voice echoes outside everywhere. So then I realized one day that people downstairs could hear me and I was so embarrassed um, that I continued doing it anyway because I really... In the shower, the reverb is amazing, right? So you just exploit it. <laughs> okay. Uh, the hall effect, the bathroom effect, or whatever. Okay. And so, how that? How did you? What was the, the point? When was the point where you, um, you know, when you took all that, you know, behind the curtains, sort of, you know, singing in the family? Because mm-hmm. as, as what I'm understanding yes. is that around in your family was there was a lot of involvement with music, yeah. and uh, you were singing with with your parents in the house. How, when was your first step outside? How did that happen? Yeah. So I heard this quote back then. If you're in private, it is passion. If you do it in public, then it's a career. All right. Something like That's that. That's beautiful. Yeah. So then I was like, oh, no, uh, I have to put it in the public. Because people don't know that I have this in me that I want mm. to share. Mm. Um, so I started going for singing lessons, first of all. All right. That's yeah. good. 
So I started with Indian classical lessons. Um, but even then, I wasn't performing publicly yet. Okay. My first public appearance was actually on YouTube. So it was mm. a YouTube cover mm. for a contest. And the first time I actually sang in front of people was because I was in a bus um, in India. We were on a, I was studying in a university in Singapore. And then we all went to India for a trip, uh, like a learning trip. And then we were in a bus and my professor lecturer was sitting in front and my friend and I, we would always sing. So I would be singing, singing, singing mm, mm, on the bus mm. journey. And not very loud, but softly, right? Amongst both of us. But because he was right in front, he stood up and decided to stand up one day and said, you know what, um, let's do something together. We're all going to sing one song each. I think because he could hear me singing the whole time, he was like, you know what? Let's just everyone stand up and do one song each, you know. So he said, starting with Harsha, because I'm always listening to her sitting behind me and singing. So starting with Harsha. So that's how it began. And on that trip itself, every day we started, I started singing one song for the friends on the bus. Oh, that's very sweet. Yeah. I have a very similar experience like that, mm-hmm. but, but I'm not going to share it. First of all, it's your personal thing. But, but uh, yeah, I had a, and it's a beautiful thing when people ask you to sing and, you know, yeah. And, uh, yeah. And that's how it eased me into singing for other people, and other people were enjoying and being receptive. So I was like, oh, okay, it's fine, it's cool, I can do this. And then um, from there, I started looking up competitions. So there would be small contests, or in university, there would be uh, Diwali performance. So I would gather musician people who are interested and, you know, come and perform with them. And then, of course, outside of university, there were open mic nights. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there was this called Mango Night, it's for Indian music specifically. So I was very closed off to Hindi music at that time. Oh, okay. so yeah, Punjabi yeah, music. Yeah, yeah. Now, of course, it has completely changed. But yeah. back then, my, I started completely with Hindi. So it was a Hindi open mic. I used to go there once in three months. So that was also like a grooming period because uh, for the five minutes on stage, I had to wait three months. So I would prepare, prepare, prepare. I'll watch the video. I will listen. I'll like, what went wrong? How can I improve? And then three months later, I'll get up on the five minutes and I'll record it again. And then another three months. Okay. So that was how I learned on my own at first. Beautiful. And even then, there was no like, oh, I'm, I'll have to earn money from this or get the professional edge. Mm-hmm. I wasn't thinking about that. Mm-hmm. I was just doing it. I was still studying on the side, so I was right, just doing right. it. So when did when did it all public performances and you as Harsha Chana as a singer, how did that happen and when was that? How did you end up having gigs and, you know, okay. concerts and corporate gigs and, you know, all the, the, formal the videos that you, yeah, mm-hmm. that you recorded? Okay. So, uh, very important also, yeah. So, after growing from the nurturing part, uh, the professional bit came in when I actually performed with a guitarist at uh, for, for like a small token prize money of uh, at a comedy show. So, there a lady from Esplanade, a programmer from Esplanade was watching. And that's when she got our contact and she said, can you perform at Esplanade Concourse for our upcoming festivals? Oh, right. Yeah. Very good. So then I got two shows at Esplanade from there. So I think that would be the first time I got into, I couldn't believe that I was going to perform in Esplanade. You yeah. Know, and music and, and she's had a couple of uh, shows lately yeah. and they've been amazing. And uh, it was very successful, all full, and the music is beautiful. And Pasha is uh, doing it beautifully, yeah. So um, you, you did quite a few. How many times have you... Have you performed at Esplanade quite a few times, right? I think, yes. Yeah. So, the first two times, which was in 2014, and then... So, that was the that, first time? That was the first time, okay. yeah. Okay. And then... But quite a few times after, after that. that. Yes, after that. Coming after and going, very good. 2017, 20, 2018, and then 2019. Of course, 2019, I had my own band's show, was at the NX Studio, and uh, was presented by Esplanade, and then we had... Uh, I had performed it for New Year's Eve or so with another band, 
So in and out, I think about six times. Oh wow, that's amazing! Times. Very yeah. good. I think it's um, yeah. it's I've been very blessed to get those uh, of, to get into that circuit. Um, yes, and then also from there because when people started watching us perform, they said, "Can you perform at our weddings and our events?" We wa- we are looking for someone. So instead of flying someone down from India, we can have someone here. Yeah. And that was their initial rationale. Of course, uh, now it's become very popular because now there are a lot of bars which have uh, Hindi music, mm. like mm. you know, every night. Mm. So now yeah. it's become. And very you were popular. performing at Teabila for quite a few months, yes, uh, yes. and uh, you had regular gigs there. Yes, every um, Friday I was performing. Yeah, at she's been giving a lot, guys. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> twenty twenty, it's even better for her. Yes, so but um, talking about you, um, when you come here as a vocal coach. Mm-hmm. Can you share something about that experience and how what triggered? Because I'm pretty sure that at at some point working here at the vocal studio has triggered something in your mind. Uh, you know, obviously from other sources as well, from other you know aspects of life, you must have gotten inspired. Mm-hmm. Tell us something more about you as a vocal coach and uh, life behind it. Okay, so very personalized. Okay, all this I've been very self-taught, and then I only went for Indian classical training for like two years. After that, again, I was back to YouTube for learning. But there came a time where I hit a roadblock, where I couldn't help myself anymore. So I had to go to a, uh, another coach again, second time in my life. And that time, it was uh, because I couldn't grow. I was like, I know I need to grow, but I don't know what to do now. You know, there's this comes a time where you can't uh, pick up from your voice anymore. You need someone else to tell you what's going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, that's good that you recognize that. Yeah. yeah. So then I went to a vocal coach and I was very lucky to find one. And that time I was still learning Hindi songs. She was from somewhere in Europe and she didn't understand Hindi. She was a classical background teacher. But she was teaching me Hindi songs. Mm-hmm. So when, when she was able to do that, my mind opened up. And that's when I realized that um, it's all about techniques. Singing is universal. You know, when people ask, um, uh, if you're going to teach me how to sing, what are you going to teach? I said, I'm going to teach you how to sing. It's going to be so many things. If if I have to start and tell you one by one what I'm going to tell you to learn, it's going to be, we're going to be here for three, four hours or five, mm-hmm. six hours. Mm-hmm. Because you know, there's so much to mm-hmm. teach and learn. And sometimes students also want a lot of information, but we all know that it's not like that. That yes. we cannot like absorb like five hours lesson, you're going to be dying after exactly. that. So it has to be a... Like a gradual, gradual progress yes. and it has to be taken step by step and really personalized, yeah. right? Yeah. So when I saw that that teacher was able to uh, make me view music and singing in that manner, I realized that it is also a possibility uh, after a few months when I saw that I was getting, um, I was of course past the breakthrough already mm-hmm. and also I learned that it's all about techniques and I knew my instrument but she kind of helped me to put words and sensations to it. Um, to So... In a way, even though she was teaching me how to sing, she ended up teaching me how to teach also. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. I was thinking in that way. Yeah, there's so many things that we can learn through singing, guys. You know, yeah. It's not only about the voice and singing itself. We learn a lot of other things along the way. Yeah, well. about life, about everything. So yeah. I learned about pedagogy as well, about how to teach singing. And then I was like, I wish I could be doing this someday, what she was doing, you know, uh, with a keyboard, doing exercises. And, you know, she, the way she was helping me to feel certain things and to find my placements right. and everything yeah. and um, of course for because I had already been performing for a few years so I, I felt like I was getting it quicker mm-hmm. I just had to practice to keep it mm-hmm. there and practice the different modes and everything but um, so but 
I felt like I wish I could do this and help others as well and yeah. you know uh, work with other people's voices different voices and how to maneuver it back and bring the sound you yeah. know yeah. clearly their true voice out yeah. right how about you Kasha if you were for example I know that at the moment we kind of have a little chat and talk some time ago as to you know life of singers we have we share a very very common thread together and then yeah. we can understand each other well because we have we walk the same path, right? Mm-hmm. How would you see yourself? Uh, I, I asked Coach Hannah earlier about it, so I'm gonna ask you the same question. You have no people that want to listen to you. You have no students. You've got no one, nothing. Mm-hmm. What is Hasha going to do? Is she going to be still a singer? If so, <coughs> what is she going to do with her singing? Wow. Is she still going to sing? Mm-hmm. Is she going to write music? Is she going to take a break from everything? How would Hasha react to? If no one wants to listen to yeah. me. Yeah. Okay, okay. If you have to start from zero now and you have to discover yourself, what would Hasha, mm-hmm. you know, without all the, you know, environmental, you know, things and mm-hmm. as life takes yeah. us forward, forward, how would Hasha feel? Wow. I think, uh, I think, it, so the, they're both things, right? No one wants to listen and there are no students. No one wants to, to listen, there's no students, but you have, will you still have the desire to sing? I think so. Because there have been many times in life where I I have been kept away from music mm-hmm. because of university, which was four years long. And by the time it was year four, I was like, you know, I, I loved what I was studying. It was very interesting. But still, the desire, the urge to want to do this creative thing of singing and expressing mm-hmm. my heart. Would it be there? It was there so strongly. Yeah. And because I wasn't able to give any time to it, or I was trying to give more concentration right, to something right, else. Right. I ignored it and it would really take a negative toll yeah, on my... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's my, what I'm asking though. Because, yeah. yeah. On my mental and emotional mm-hmm. health, it was so bad. Mm-hmm. Like, I would mm-hmm. feel like, what is the mm-hmm. purpose of life if I can't do music? Yeah. And that's when I realized that I cannot keep myself away from something. When I've already identified it, I have to um, pay homage to it in a way. Like, mm-hmm. I have to stay close to it. Yeah, yeah. Because otherwise, I won't have life. Yeah. In me, yeah. This is how I think we all, we all kind of came to that point in life where, you know, um, if you are away from it, then you realize, oh my God, what am I going to do? And then, you know, depending on your, these are tests, right? Depending on how much we want music, and that's mm-hmm. where we're gonna, you know, start attracting whatever, uh, you know, people, audiences, students, etc., jobs yeah. for us. Um, so yeah, keep doing your thing. Yes. Uh, yeah. And uh, we hope that in two, 2020 we'll be hearing more from you. Uh, and uh, is there anything else you want to say for yourself before we close this, this beautiful interview with you? Um, Apart from the fact that you're full on at the moment, which is a beautiful thing. Uh, I'm happy to see you like that and growing and glowing in the future. It's amazing. You should be doing more. Of course, um, but anything about Hasha that wants to, do you want to share something more with us? Okay. Something I didn't ask you, I don't know. Okay, uh, so I am actually, like this question that you asked, right, about the, if I didn't have uh, students or if there was no, uh, what's that, like no one wanted to hear me or like there was no motivation to sing for other people. Yeah, truly, there would. I feel like I would not have any spark in me. And so, and everyone will have their different thing that really brings them true joy. For some, it might might be gardening, spending time with plants. Some, for some, it might be uh, pottery. 
working with their hands and the molding and everything might be therapeutic. But whatever it is for you, if you can, if you think it's something that you want to be so dialed in that you want to make a career out of it, then you should. But if you feel like no, for me the boundaries is just that I want to do this on the side mm. for my for my mental health and mm. well-being. And your career making your mm. money making thing is something else, mm. that's fine. But for everyone, you need to actually test your boundaries. And for myself as well, it's taken me like three, four years to test my boundaries. You know, I, I used to apply for like jobs in the past to see. Um, initially, when university ended, I said, no, I'm going to give music my all first. But after two years, I did start applying for jobs because I was not sure that everyone, my friends in my life are moving forward. And, you know, they have they have like uh, four-figure salaries and, you know, they are... Uh, buying nice things <laughs> and I'm, I'm like you know so i for a second i was like should i try you know maybe i should try yeah but uh, that's the mind talk which has nothing to do with yeah so it's much deeper that exactly. everything goes <laughs> yes so there was that yeah. there was that like two year itch they say or like uh, five year itch they say right, right? but right. this was two years so mm-hmm. after i graduated mm-hmm. so i tried applying and, and of course nothing worked out because if you don't have work experience for two years in, in this like a corporate kind of sector then they were wondering what happened to you in the two years and they won't really be interested um, but uh, but anyway it was all good because uh, it was just a little phase of distraction of me just being a little uh, down in the dumps mm. and now it's touch wood it's been it's been up and you know over time as a singer I have learned how to manage my emotions and my my mm. mind and how to grow stronger mm. Mm-hmm. and also that's important because yeah. we work with emotions a lot and then sometimes that they can they can really take a toll on us yes. and then we we react through our emotions rather than our rational yeah. you know thinking mind but i think you're quite rational as a as yeah. i think your mind is a bit like that from far as, as far as i've seen from yeah. you yeah. which is a good thing so you really have that we, we need that stability and really rational mind because the thing is more we grow as singers and more our career progresses then we become we can get very emotional sometimes, mm. right? When it comes to the singing, right? Singing and after, you know, for instance, you had a, an amazing concert, a gig, whatever. Oh, yes. And then the next day, the, em- the, the emotional excitement and, excitement and yes. all that. So you really have to keep track with these sort of yeah. emotional levels, which are not, which are supposed to be only for the stage or for whenever we really need to, you know, yes. use them. So that's a very important thing, though. Yeah. I think that's something that we can actually do a podcast of. The post-show highs, right? And then how do you manage it? Yeah. Once you do, uh, you can definitely manage your career better. Yeah. You agree with that, right? Yes. Always learning, but yes, much better now. But yeah. it's always a learning journey, you know. Sometimes we, you know, it's like a mirror. If you don't wipe it every day, over time the dust will accumulate. So the mind is the same. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. after a few I, shows, I, I agree yeah. with that. I agree with that. So after a few yeah. shows, you are feeling that oh, I'm feeling a bit bored today. Why am I feeling like you know there's nothing exciting happening in life? And it's because, well, you had a few shows, you know, people are coming up to you and saying nice things, they're clapping, they're cheering, they're having so much fun. You are electrified, you know, you have energy and you're giving them that mm. electricity like mm. magician like that, you know, mm. back and forth. Mm. And then after that, there's like silence for a few days. Yeah. This is exactly what we all face, right? Yes, yes. This is good. Thanks for, thanks for <laughs> sharing that with us, but we will definitely talk about yes, it. I think okay. we're going to have a great, great podcast about it. Thank you so much. We can talk another at least two hours. Yes, but we <laughs> but have to cut it now. <laughs> we, yeah, we have to cut it for many, many reasons, guys. So first, we don't bore you. Second, we don't, you know, we leave something for uh, for, for you for next time. There will be more. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Hasha. Thank you. Bella. Thank you for having us, uh, you know, for having you here in the, the vocal studio. Uh, if 
she's lovely and uh yeah do do check her out in 2020 all right see see you guys one more time in the in the next podcast thanks darling thank you and, thank uh, you thank you Bye-bye. have a beautiful day beautiful okay. day bye see ya